hearing God, let's say that's one of the topics, and taking action, the other topic, being and doing, we would oftentimes, you know, if this was a sermon series, these would be two different sermons. These would be two separate ideas. And in the life of faith, it's actually much less linear, much less of two separate things, and much more circular. And what I mean by that is, I think you can't actually grow to maturity in hearing God's voice without action. And I think you can't actually live fully on God's mission, the actionable part, without hearing God's voice. And so it's like, as you do both, you're like the sheep discerning the shepherd's voice. You are listening to The Dwellings Podcast. On this podcast, we will share stories that will inspire you on your journey with Jesus and help you cultivate kingdom community right where you are. This is Season 1, Hearing God's Voice. I'm very happy today to have my good friend Aaron Williams on the podcast with us. Aaron hasn't just been a friend. We've created lots and lots of things together, ministry-wise, over the last decade. Uh, Aaron, can you can you name some of them? A conference? Yeah, for sure. Well, first, hi to everyone. Um, good to see you, Catherine. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, we we definitely have um, this whole thing started with Dwell Conference, and yep. um, you know, from there grew into all sorts of events retreats curriculum worship nights yeah the list could go on pretty long and a book and a book yeah yeah most recently a book can't forget that one can't forget that one and we'll talk more about that one but Aaron can you tell everyone a little bit more about what you're doing now what's going on with your family what you're most excited about in your life and ministry yeah, for sure. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas. Um, long time from Little Rock, Arkansas. We moved here two years ago. And um, yeah, I'm super excited about uh, a lot of things with my family. We're moving from a family of four to a family of five in December. So we've got our boy on the way. And so um, that's obviously really exciting. And uh, my boys, my other two boys are nine and seven. So, you know, a substantial amount of my time and energy daily, weekly is doing little boy stuff, you know, fun. We're, we're in like a really, I really love this season, like getting into all sorts of sports. They're just like, yeah, they're just at a really fun age. Um, You've got a girl dog, thankfully. I have a wife and a girl dog there. <laughs> <laughs> Evens you know, it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we just found out he's a, uh, our third's a boy. And so, we're all adjusting to that, excited about it. Um, yeah, so love being a dad, love being a husband to Mallory. We're in a good season as a family. Um, I'm an artist. Vocationally, I'm an artist with the Worship Initiative. Um, been a worship leader since junior high school in some ways. Um, but that's what I've done with a ton of my life. Um, in addition to spiritual formation work, like we've partnered on a, a ton and so those are kind of my two greatest passions in the ministry world would be anything worship leading, um, 
songwriting is a big part of my life. Probably the most, that's probably the thing I'm most passionate about in this season. Um, and it's, it's been really cool because the Lord has kind of, as I've continued to step toward that, I just get more interested in it and excited Mm -hmm. in it. And, um, it's just one of those things for me, I genuinely love doing. So I never have, no one ever has to twist my arm to, to create in that space. Um, but yeah, so I do do that. And then obviously uh, we have a book together. And so I do a, a little bit of teaching and spiritual formation stuff, whether it's in church or online or just with different people. So that's kind of snapshot. Yeah. Okay. So our book, can you tell everyone the premise of the book? I'll add in where I need to, but whole came out uh, beginning of February, and we've been really excited to see churches going through it, people going through it. Would you tell everyone uh, kind of the passion that you had uh, or we had around the topic of the book whole and uh, a little bit about the premise? Yeah, for sure. Um, whole is a book that's about relating to God with all of yourself, um, the whole of who you are, to use the title. And um, I think the book is interesting because one, I think for some people, it actually uncovers the fact that they may have even previously been unaware unaware of that they don't know how or they're not currently relating to God with all of themselves. And when that's true, which I think it's true of all of us to some degree, um, it leads to sp- spiritual roadblocks uh, for all of us. So it can really, it can lead to apathy in -hmm. some people. It can lead to just like frustration or stagnation in your growth Mm -hmm. spiritually. Like it it can cause these um, kind of spiritual hurdles, so to speak, that we all run up against in our walk with Jesus. And so the book is really cool, I think, because for some people it, it brings that to light for the first time. Other people are coming to the book because they've they've been experiencing those things and they're trying to figure out, they're trying to solve that problem. You know, they're trying to figure out, I, I, I'm not as passionate as I was in my college years or, um, you know, I was growing a lot in this past season and now I've hit this hard patch. Like, how do I get past it? And so I think the book is trying to invite all of us into a more holistic discipleship. Um which is rooted in the great commandment, uh, which runs through the whole of the scriptures, which um, if for anyone who's not um, familiar with that is God's invitation and command for all of us to love him with our heart, mind, strength, and soul. And when you dive into that, it's, it's literally all of our, every capacity that we have, we're invited and commanded to worship God with that. And what we're all discovering is that's actually a lifelong pursuit. It's a lot harder and more nuanced than we would think. And there's a lot of cultural barriers to it in our day that we talk about in the book. Um, A lot of personality barriers to that. And so, uh, but I find it exhilarating and exciting to think that there's always more of me that I can offer to God, because obviously he has offered the fullness of himself to us. And so it it really is less technical and more like an intimate relationship that we're all growing in. And so it's just a beautiful thing to be able to discuss that, to see, to see lights go off in people's mind and heart as they, as they grow, you know, that's the best part. Um, 
And so it's been wonderful to release it. And just like you hope, you know, you act, we're actually hearing stories of people who've been going through the book. And I just heard a story this last week of a group of women here where I'm from in Richardson, like 14, I think, uh, 14, 15 women went through it and they're just like, oh my gosh, we were in chapter one. And it just like brought up 20 years of our, of a faith. <laughs> wow. And everyone's sharing about it. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's exactly what we prayed for. So yeah. that's a little snapshot in the book. That's a little bit of why I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Because, you know, it, we cover four paradigms in the book, head and heart, truth and spirit, being and doing center and saint. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those probably could have been four books, but we tried to cover some of the main uh, dichotomies where we see God inviting us into fullness, but also um, we talk about our tendency sometimes to lean towards one of those pairs of words and hold back from one of the others. Um, And so, you know, as we're talking about hearing God, I thought specifically about the paradigm being and doing. Yep. And I thought about how, you know, so many of us can tend to lean uh, toward the doing and neglect that being part, you know, the relational part of abiding with Christ. And, um, and that can, that can prevent us from actually having the space and the presence with God to actually hear his voice. Why do you think that we cover some of this in the book? Why do you think some of us tend toward the doing um, for God and neglect the being with God? What do you think causes that? Um, Can you share some on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, This is one of my favorite chapters from the book. tons of real practical stuff. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is some, some of us are just wired to be get or done type people, you know, like we get an adrenaline rush from task lists and checking those tasks off. Um, you know, there's probably for sure people listening and you're like, Oh yeah, I wake up every day. I've got my list of things I'm doing. Or even if you don't have a list, like you're, you're self-motivated, Um, you feel like you're contributing to the world and your family and, you know, the people around you by, by the things that you can do. Um, And there's a lot of truth in that. Um, I think, I think other people, you know, when it comes to that, it's like, I've, I've just been around this, a lot of these people in my life where it's like, you know, nothing really matters unless you do something like, let's stop talking about (laughs) it. You know, let's stop talking about it. There's stop a, there's... talking, stop praying, like get get to action. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like when it comes to spiritual life, it's like, look, we can talk, we can pray for people who are hungry and in need of food and water, but like, yeah, wouldn't it be just as good or better if we actually feed them and give them something to drink? And again, it's like, yes, uh, there's so much <laughs> good in that. So I I think those personality types tend to naturally lean into what am I doing? What's the tangible outcome? How efficient am I doing it? You know, we, we do live in a cultural moment where efficiency is king and we care a lot about maximizing our time and our day and our schedules. And um, again, it's kind of one of those things. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, it begs the question of like, is there another side to that paradigm? 
that you haven't been considering. Um, and yeah, maybe is less, probably is less natural to you. Yeah. And we talk even about how, you know, your discipleship in the past, maybe who's mentored you, what denomination you've been a part of might cause you to lean in that direction. And you might not even know it. You know, if you're a part of a more missional denomination, or if you've been mentored by a person who is more action oriented, um, you could be lacking in the more meditative, um, relationship with God that, that really invites, um, you to hear what he has to say. Um, yeah, for sure. And and I even think a lot of, you know, naturally, so a lot of leaders of our churches, uh, our organizations, CEO types, senior pastor types do tend to be very action oriented. Um, and that can be a really good thing, but, but if we're not careful, what we will hear and kind of get from leadership or from the pulpit repeatedly is here's the mission. We got to stay on it. We got to go. We got to show up. We've got to serve, you know, and again, all of that is very true and biblical, but there is another side of it, like you're saying. Um, and so I just think for people that that's their natural orient for that, your church's natural, like tendency or vision, then it might be worth your while to consider what, being would add to that conversation. Yeah. I've been a natural doer and it wasn't until maybe 10 years ago that I discovered Sabbath. And even just this past month, I haven't had it. And I'm finding myself like hungering, like now I thought it was Friday morning, but now Saturday morning is like set aside to get away because I feel like the Lord is trying to speak some things, but I haven't had the space to really, to really hear. And so it's, it's addictive. Once you, you know, if you're a doer and once you taste what it's like to be with God, you don't want to, you don't want to go without, without it. Um, Same here. But yeah, but the inverse of that is also um, interesting. You know, we can't make it easy. It, there's a tension here. Um, you know, two days ago, there was a girl sitting in my living room and she had made time to be with God. She was earnestly seeking him in prayer. And it it happened to be about a summer job. She was um, saying, Catherine, I don't know what to do because I've been praying every day and every night about a summer job. I need a job these next eight weeks. And I keep waiting for him to speak to me and show me what to do. And he's not. Like he's, he's silent and I don't want to rush ahead. And I thought about the inverse where we can be so locked in on being and we're, we're eagerly awaiting for his voice. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, is, is there a point where we can air that way? We talk about this some in the book and, and God just is maybe wanting us to just take a step in the general direction he's been pointing, um, Talk about that for a second. Um, what is it like to lean toward the being side so much that we are potentially um, not taking action where God might have us step in? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it, it's it's you know just like I talk about friends just a second ago who lean toward doing. I also have friends and so do you that lean toward the being and 
you know, their heartbeat, if you sit down and talk to them, their heartbeat is they'll, they'll say things like you just guys, you just can't actually miss God himself. Like if you're not careful, you're going to do all these things, but you're going to miss the prize of God himself. And this is the exact paradigm that we find in the the story with Mary and Martha. And, you know, Martha is, is doing all the things and Mary's at Jesus's feet. And um, I can't remember who said it, but some pastor is like, you know, we, we need to figure out how to be Mary's in a Martha world. We live in a world that is just like we talked about a minute ago is, is efficient. It's doing a lot of it's getting stuff done. And there's this clear teaching. And, and I think you see it very clearly in Jesus's own life of, of he's carrying the greatest mission in the world far above anything any one of us could carry. And he's prioritizing time alone with the father regularly. And it actually increases the more that is the busier his schedule gets. And so I think there's a lot of people who will more naturally lean that way. And they're like, once they've spent time alone in solitude or in prayer or in the scriptures and also just in time listening, you know, talking about hearing like no agenda other than to sit and listen. And once they've developed those practices, it's like their inner life deepens. And, you know, it's like a cavern that expands within them. And now they, their orientation is, I can't do anything without, just like you're talking about um, Sabbath, you know, that Sabbath has expanded something inside of your, your inner world with God. And now when you go away from it, you're like, I, I can't do without that time anymore. And so those people have something really also true and biblical to offer us because their natural disposition is going to lean that way. But like you're talking about with your friend and your you know, we can take that too far as well. And it's like, now we've almost become uh, stuck in a rut of like, uh, I need to hear so clearly. I need God, I need lightning to strike, or I need him to write it in the sky. I need some really clear, you know, word from the Lord, or I can't, I'm not going to move forward. And um, oftentimes, I think to the point that you're making, Oftentimes, it's actually by the both and of, yes, Mm -hmm. spend time in prayer. Yes, seek his face um, in private, but then go out into the world and and live your life and to the best you can follow what he's doing. And it's the both and that he will oftentimes speak through. And I think this is a really important point in the conversation of hearing God's voice. We will would oftentimes talk about hearing God, let's say that's one of the topics, and taking action, the other topic, being and doing, we would oftentimes, you know, if this was a sermon series, these would be two different sermons. These would be two separate um, ideas. And in the life of faith, it's actually much less linear, much less of two separate things, and much more circular. And what I mean by that is, I think you can't actually grow to maturity in hearing God's voice without action. And I think you can't actually live fully on God's mission, the actionable part, without hearing God's voice. And so it's like, as you do both, 
you're like the sheep discerning the shepherd's voice. And you're in prayer and you're like, oh man, I, I do feel like the Lord keeps bringing this back to mind. I keep, he keeps bringing me to these scripture passages. All these things are converging to make me think that this is what he's saying to me about this situation. And the step of faith is, well, why don't you act on that? And as you act on that, then you begin to discern, was that the Lord? What's he saying now? And I, I actually think well, you see this a lot in the scriptures. Um, very rarely, even in Jesus's own life, I think um, the Lord didn't doesn't usually reveal our whole life plan to us, you know, at a certain age, you know, I don't know anyone who knows how their life is going to work out. He tends to light the path just ahead of us. Yeah. See this over and over with the Israelites. I can think of one story, you know, when they're at the edge of the Jordan, they've come up into this big problem. God's trying to lead them to the promised land. So he's already spoken, but they get to this specific moment. And what does he ask them to do? He asks them to take a step forward. And it's actually not until they take the step forward that he starts parting the Jordan. And this is just an example of this, how this plays out in your life, where it's like, I think, you know, what you're bringing up is oftentimes we want him to make it so clear that we don't have to take the step. Um, and he, for whatever reasons, I guess in his divine, you know, just ways of, of doing things, God chooses oftentimes to give us enough information, enough leading, but not make it crystal clear so that it requires faith for us to step forward. We hope that you're enjoying this episode so far. If you're finding this conversation helpful, we want you to know that we have a dedicated app full of resources and opportunities to connect with people around the world who want to see God's kingdom expand right where they are. It's through the generosity of people just like you that we're able to offer everything for free. If you would like to begin partnering with us through a one-time gift or a recurring gift, you can do so at dwellings.info give or simply click the link in the podcast show notes. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get back to the conversation. loved in the book we talked a lot about John 15 the vine and the branches and you know it's so important that there's an ordering to this being and doing or you know for this series just the hearing from God and taking action like if if we want to know in that circular um, relationship that the two have where to start it's always safe to start with the being open like you're saying the listening for his voice making time to abide and be with him um, but yeah. not get stuck there. And if we, if we think we've heard, or if we've heard something in the recent path to go ahead and take a step, because like you said, it's, it's by taking the step and then seeing the fruit that comes out of that abiding that I'm encouraged to go back and listen and take another step, um, yeah. again. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really good point you're making on the ordering this is maybe a little bit more of the most debatable part of yeah. conversation about being and doing, but I think it's arguable based on Jesus's teaching on the vine and the branches that when it comes to the life of the believer, the follower, that it does 
root itself in being and doing overflows from that. Doing is the natural outcome of the being relationship. Um, and so, you know, for those of you who are listening, who are like, I, I am the more action oriented person, person, I'm the more of the doer. I think the thing that might help you, because it's helped me and because that's my natural orientation, um, is to recognize that being with God is not passive. It's a very active activity. Um, it feels more passive because we're we're ceasing to rush ahead. We're ceasing to not move forward without the Lord's leading. Um, but in but what we're doing is we're actually you know to use like a sports analogy. It's it's like the team is in the locker room and we're we're hearing from the guide, the coach. Um, and you can imagine if a sports team just rushed out onto the court or the field without directive, without a game plan. Um, I actually think that's what we do a whole lot of times when it comes to ministry. We get together in our human wisdom and, and strategy, and we we rush out onto the court in the field. And I just wonder if there's not a lot of the times that the, the Lord is like, like, you're close, but like, I'm actually doing something over here that you're totally missing and you would see it if you would slow down and inquire of me, ask me questions, listen to my voice. But instead you're just so eager to run the plan Yeah, that you're doing a lot of things. You're just not doing a lot of things that are going to matter forever. And I think that's the point when Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. I don't think he means you can't have any activity it's pretty clear that you can have a lot of activity. I think he means you can do nothing that's going to last. You can do nothing that's going to have eternal impact. And so again, that's where it's back to the circular like uh, idea of if we're getting our mission from our captain, from our Lord, and he's, in, he's showing us what we need to be doing, and then we're engaging in it actively, passionately, wholeheartedly, and then we're coming back and receiving more instruction. And now we're now we're living life with God, doing the things that he's concerned about instead of bringing our agendas to the Lord and just asking him to bless what we think is the best idea. And that alone is a pretty major paradigm shift for a lot of believers, for a lot of churches. But I truly believe that it's it's one of the most important shifts we can make. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just important for all of us to know how we lean. We talk a lot about that in the book. Like, do we lean more toward um, the being with God or the posture of always listening for his voice? Or do we lean more toward action and doing more for God? And we just talk a lot about how he wants us to grow into fullness. So wherever you know, we might be lacking or weaker in our relationship. He is ready and available to help us grow in that direction. I'm just wondering, Aaron, if you could pray for all of those listening that all of us could step into a more integrated relationship with him. And that as we, you know, learn, maybe that we might lean toward being with him, but might be a little afraid of the action or vice versa that, um, that he would grow us into greater fullness with him. Could you pray for us? Yeah, of course. So, Father, we thank you that you are a speaking God, 
that you didn't, you know, just put us on this earth and set it to motion and step away, but you are intimately involved in our lives and in the world that we live in. And so uh, we all just accept your invitation. We want to accept your invitation to love you with our whole selves. And even as the podcast title, just of hearing your voice, we want to grow in that. We want to be better listeners. We want to be better followers. And so we pray that wherever we fall on this paradigm of being and doing, um, that you would help us see both our strengths that you've natural, naturally given us and also our areas of growth, our weaknesses, the, the areas of uh, our lives that are clearly still to be given to you, but we have more ground to take. And we just recognize and admit that uh, we have insecurities about those parts of ourselves oftentimes, but we ask that your spirit would lead us, that you would highlight those things to us, that you would empower us and give us courage to, to maybe try new spiritual practices. Uh, give us courage for some people they, to just step out into uh, the water, into the Jordan to see you part the, the, the river in front of them. I pray for some people that's a, that's a step they need to take. And for others um, to start carving out dedicated time in their schedule to do less, maybe to do almost nothing and to just sit and be and learn to receive your love and learn to, to hear your voice. And I pray that uh, all this would result uh, just like Jesus said in John 15 in uh, fruitfulness in our lives, fruitfulness in our ministries, that this fruit would be this, the overflow, the natural response to living with you. And I pray that that would help your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Aaron. And we really hope that you guys will get the book if you're interested in, in this topic and some of the other ways that we can grow in wholeness in our life with God. So if you want to go to www.readwholewhole.com, um, we've got the book there. We also have a free guide, um, in the app that you can go through it, um, in a small group over four weeks. So we would love for you to just grab some friends and grab the book and let us know what you think about it. And Aaron, if you want to share where people can find your music, um, you will be very blessed by all of the songs that Aaron has written. Um, where would be the best place for them to find those? Literally anywhere you listen to music, um, it should be there. Just type in my name um, or any of the songs that that I've written and you should be able to find it. So Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. There's lots yep. of them. I can't remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Aaron. And it was uh, it was great to talk about all of this work that we've um, had fun creating over the last couple of years. So um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, loved it. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm.